We are back on the KYMM Morning Show with uh, live guests in studio. I think they're live. Good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> we have Northfield's uh, interim fire chief, Tom Nelson, joining us, along with Paul Liebenstein from uh, the uh, Board of Directors for uh, Northfield Area Fire and Rescue, the board chair. Gentlemen, good morning. Morning, Jeff. It's good to be here. Morning, Jeff. Yeah, thank you so much for coming in today. Boy, you, ha- you had an eventful, and I'll uh, direct this towards uh, Tom. You had an eventful weekend. Uh, one of the biggest fires that we've seen in the area happened on Sunday. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, and it was it was uh, interesting because we had, uh, you know, we all know it was super windy and uh, had a call of, uh, and then the, the, the rain quote that was supposed to come through, and then we all kind of saw the lightning and got a call out in Dakota County, for those of us that have been here, kind of near the old Greenvale Town Hall, and... Uh, that lightning struck started the corn on fire and so uh jesse faust was the the uh ic on the call and was driving out there and so the rest of us are hearing what's going on and heard him say when he got around the corner he could see the glow and immediately called to get a tanker and a grass rig from farmington and a tanker and grass rig from lonsdale so we knew that it was going to be a lot of time out there and so um all in all, there's some things that did help that um, Rusty Kluver's uh, corn was out there, and he'd already taken some swaths. But, of course, it got in the corn and moved fast, and came. the team had to make a real stand at a uh, building site there to prevent it from jumping from the corn and potentially injure, you know, hurting the house. And then um, it also got into a slough, which was full of, like, probably chest-high grass that was dry, and so... Once it gets into that, you just kind of slog around, and it just mats down. It's kind of like when a, a hay, hay bales start on fire, it's really hard to get into the inside of them. So we were out there for several hours. Um, like I said, I don't think we could have done it as well without Farmington and Lonsdale being able there, and to get them called right away on uh, Jesse Faust was really important. So we did end up having one firefighter that was treated for smoke inhalation, brought to Northfield Hospital, and I picked him up a couple hours later, and he was released. Um, But, yeah, it was fast-moving and a lot of smoke and, of course, right in your face. Uh, And so um, I think we did all right. Um, We did end up having multiple rekindles, which is, you know, that grass started up again and smoldered, and so we've made two trips back out there and if you drive by now you probably can still see that grass smoldering and you just you can't really get at it and it's not going anywhere because it's plowed all the way around now so more if it's a nuisance now. boy that uh the wind on sunday was just amazing i know i walked out my front door and got a blast of uh, not only wind but wind mixed with dust oh, and dust in my eyes yeah and it took a while to get that out and i i would imagine that your your guys probably with all that smoke blowing around uh that had to be a pretty miserable atmosphere yeah, and you know what was great is there were a bunch of area farmers that came out with their rippers so that we could use them to kind of make a fire break mm-hmm. so that we could we could limit it. But there's some interesting. I mean, I've seen pictures on Facebook that show, and you can just see kind of the V right where the lightnings hit. And there's some pictures about of the people have taken of when they think the lightning strike was, uh, and it just moved quickly. And uh, yeah, it's it's it was an interesting meteorog- meteorological event. Now, when you get into a situation like that, just for my own curiosity, you, you, you have tankers coming in from three different uh, departments uh, with, with water. Uh, that, 
Is that enough water? Do you have to go refill? How does that work? Where do you get the water from? The biggest thing is we need to have something to feed the grass rigs or brush trucks. And Mm -hmm. so what was one thing that's nice, I mean, for sorry, Paul, but it was handy being dry. Uh, For us in the ground is that we were able to drive tankers kind of right out there. And that's the point where you can fill. And so... Um, at times, you know, we were making a stand with, and you know, the fire is a perimeter. It's not mostly all going at the same time. And so, um, I think we filled up three or four times, but mainly it's to keep the grass rigs and we have rangers and, uh, with tanks on them to be able to go out and put out spot fires and cool it out. Mm-hmm. So, all right, uh, let's move on. Uh, you had a, uh, Northfield area fire and rescue and Affers uh, board meeting, uh, recently. And at that point, I'm going to direct this towards Paul. Uh, the board decided to go forward with a full-time fire chief, uh, and hiring that in, uh, internally. Uh, talk about that. Tell us about the uh, decision and the process. Well, yes, Jeff, that's, uh, we had the meeting a week ago, Thursday. Um, it's something we've been working on and discussing for the last, uh, well, probably a, a year. Um, not a decision that was made lightly to go with the full-time chief, um, a lot of things to consider, not only, you know, with the budget and whatnot, but um, just how uh, the department the department and the firefighters will react and whatnot. And, of course, that's the main reason at this point um, that we're sticking to going to with an internal candidate. We have several very qualified people that are available um they, we have the process is open now for applications uh started i guess uh, monday will run for a couple weeks um we'll do interviews here uh at the end of november and then be making a decision from there and um, hopefully have an offer in and uh, a new chief named by uh the first part of the year so uh, would you like to uh have that uh, police chief in place at the first of the year or just hired? Will you need some time? What's an ideal start time if things fire go chief. up? Fire chief. Fire we're, chief. We're not yeah. messing with the police chief. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Mark. Yeah. yeah, sorry about that, Mark. I... Yeah, no, that's right. We want to have them in place by uh, the, I don't know, what the, if there's a meeting date there that we have to have or, or if it is actually the first of the year. The interim period that the that I'm filling right now is up on the 18th of January. So I think before that period was the goal. Yeah. And so really when we look at this job, it's still probably a part-time chief and a part-time fire code official. Mm -hmm. Um, I suspect that probably half the time will be in, maybe I'm wrong on that, but I don't think that's too far off on, on what their duties are going to be. And some of the goals on this, uh, the, the fire code enforcement or whatnot, is to, of course, to make people safer. You know, safety is a thing, safe property. Another big goal is to reduce our nuisance calls, um, the false alarms and, and callbacks and, and whatnot that we currently get. And, um, so if we can kind of uh, do a little work, if you've got a call you keep going on in a residential hall or whatever, and you can kind of pinpoint, well, why is it? And maybe it's just that the smoke detector is in the wrong place or is a redundant thing, com- 
when you know when it's paired in with the sprinkler system and so just some of those things and um i i think that the that should help us reduce these calls because we we've got a lot of calls and that in a volunteer situation like we have it it tends to take its toll on the firefighters you know we talked with tom uh, mentioned last month some of the uh talked a little bit about that some of the false calls and trying to live with that as far as uh the uh, fire code and enforcement uh is that uh, currently the fire under the fire chief's jurisdiction do we have uh does the building uh, code people do they have something to do with that who's who's enforcing it at this point sure so it's kind of a mix right now is um, fire code enforcement during construction is in lockstep with the building inspector Mm -hmm. uh, in Northfield and Dundas. And so then the thing is once a a, uh, certificate of occupancy is granted, the building official is done. There's no permits. They have no authority unless there's safety complaints or things like that. Um, Fire code is a 24 seven thing. And so the fire chief, by statute, is the um, authority having jurisdiction for fire codes. And there's minimum requirements of making sure that things are, you know, fire hydrants are put in the right place, working with the municipalities during that. Um, and the main thing is to investigate any complaints uh, of hazardous situations. And so, but there's a lot of things that go beyond that, is making sure, you know, Buildings and occupancies have adequate fire exits. They're not blocked. They're not full of junk. Um, Commercial hoods, sprinkler systems, fire alarms are inspected every year as required. Um, And getting that documentation, fire extinguishers, all those other things. So there will be, you know, inspections around town uh, as part of this. And um, making sure the big thing is that we get data, which can be in the form of a pre-plan where... Um, making sure that the firefighters responding have as much information about the property and the situation and locations as they can. And so part of it is enforcement, part of it is data gathering to be able to get more information in front of the responding firefighters. We're talking with uh, Tom Nelson and Paul Liebenstein from Northfield Area Fire and Rescue from NAFERS. Uh, Paul, as far as the uh, board meeting, the most recent board meeting, of, of course, the uh, decision to hire a uh, full-time fire chief uh, made all the headlines. But were there other things involved with that meeting that uh, uh, you'd like to bring up? Well, I think that was the, was really the main uh, the main thing of most of the other stuff was just routine. If mm-hmm. I remember, you're asking me to remember a whole week, Jeff. So, um, and I think maybe right. you could talk a little bit about the interview panel and how that's going to be made up. And, and uh, I think it's a good swath of representatives. Yeah, I, I guess we, we have two different, um, we'll say interview teams or groups. And um, there's some of the NAFERS board members on it. Um, there's some firefighters on it, and then we also have some members of the community on it. And we work with uh, our uh, HR firm is kind of leading, you know, setting this up and making sure we get due diligence on mm-hmm. it and whatnot. And, um, and so, yeah, hopefully uh, we have a broad a broad spectrum and perspective going into this. You know, when we look at this uh, full-time chief and, you know, compared to, 
years in the past, you know, um, a lot of things have changed, I guess, you know, as in the world we live in, a lot more information gathering and, and whatnot is, is needed, and some of it is uh, requirements, and some of it is uh, for our own information um, to make better decisions um, on how many people do we send out, what trucks do we send out. We've got more records on which trucks are going out uh, more often as the cost of these trucks is just um, uh, escalating. Uh, we need to just use this as part of a cost control, and that's some of our hopes that uh, things that are different from in the past. And um, so I don't know. I guess we can always reevaluate this, at, you know, down the road again and see you know, obviously there's still a lot of setup uh, going into this job and whatnot, but um, yeah, time will time will tell. But it was kind of the right time, I think, to do this. All right. Uh, gentlemen, anything else? We're about out of time. Is there anything you'd like to mention? Uh, one thing exciting for those of us on the department and retired members is this Saturday we're having we're inviting back. We call it the Old Codgers Reunion, where uh, retired firefighters come in, and we have Dale Finger. We always have Dale Finger, Cater Quarterback Club, at the fire station. Uh, and it gets uh, all the firefighters will be there, current firefighters, and they get to meet uh, some of the people they've heard some of the oral history about. Uh, and it's great to be able to get them all together uh, with that camaraderie. So that's going to be, we're going to be doing that Saturday night at the fire station. So all right. that should be fun. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much for coming in. Appreciate it. I uh, wish you uh, the best of luck as you uh, continue your uh, seeking a new uh, fire chief, your search for a new fire chief. And we'll talk to you next month. Thanks, Jeff. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jeff. Paul Liebenstein and uh, Tom Nelson from Northfield Area Fire and Rescue. Got Rich coming in with a look at news in just a couple of minutes. MNN is next. Since 1876, Wanamingo Mutual Insurance has proudly offered fire, wind, auto, liability, and commercial insurance. Wanamingo Mutual Insurance likes to recognize the area students who would be attending the National FFA Convention. No matter